Everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hope everybody is doing well. It is our Wednesday night case update show. Yes, it is. It's just, this month is rushing by so quickly. It's just like wind in my hair. Right. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> I was putting something on my calendar yesterday for the 21st, and it dawned on me that that's next Wednesday. Yeah. And it's right, like, that's the week of Christmas. What? Yeah. <laughs> I had this panic moment of like, what the hell? No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Just, wow. That's all I got to say. Time flies when you're having fun. I, I guess so. <laughs> it, it's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it is, it's all good, but uh, yes, I, I had one of those ADD moments this morning in my craft room where I wanted to make a Christmas card. Well, mostly I was putting together a care package for a friend's daughter who's uh, serving her church in another part of the country right now. And I wanted to send her a couple of things for Christmas. And so I was making her an ornament. So I made the ornament, but then I thought I would like to make a card to put in that. So then I designed the card. Now, granted, I don't have really time to do any of this, but here I am doing it. <laughs> so I designed the card and I printed it and I didn't like it. Then I decided I wanted to do it a different way so that I could foil it. So I had to plug that printer in and make room for it, which I did so that I could print that. And then I liked that, but then I decided to make another one for her mom. So I did that. Then I had to foil it and make room for the foiler. So I did that. By the time I've done all of those things, I've now put probably two hours into making these two stupid Christmas cards. I could have gone to the store and bought them faster than I made them by <laughs> far. But then because of that, I was so irritated by the, the state of that craft room. It's a, it's a horrible mess that I just started cleaning and throwing things away and organizing things. And two more hours later, it looks a lot better in there. And I have two freaking Christmas cards made. So yay for me. <laughs> Oh boy. Wow. You know how you kind of, you know, you start one thing, which leads to another thing. And yeah. Did I ever get her, pa uh, her package shipped? No, no, I certainly, why would I have done that? Uh, <laughs> no, but you That's can walk hilarious. in there now and not just trip on boxes and kill yourself. So, I mean, that is good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that's the kind of day I have had. Yeah. And how about you? It's been doctor appointment week for me. And I just have that every once oh, in a while where it's like yeah. time to go see all the box. Um, mm -hmm. And I did do that, which is actually good because I'm feeling quite a bit better because I saw my RA doctor getting some things under control. But I feel like that when that comes up, it just takes over my life. Yeah. For a few days. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what I've gotten done this week. Yeah. I but I went to my RA doc, got some shots, feel quite a lot better. Well, good. Yeah, you know, he's like, you know, if you're not feeling good, just call and come see us and we'll fix you up, right? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I do know that. It's probably a good reminder, however, to remember to take him up on that. 
I know. But why don't you? I mean, I do the same thing and I always wonder, why do I let myself suffer for way too long? And that goes not that bad. It's just gonna, it's gonna pass. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. The the that whole part chronic it, yeah. pain, chronic illness thing that we all go through. That you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to make a big deal about. It. It's fine. You know. Yeah. No. Or be. maybe it'll pass. I think that's a big one because a lot of times mm-hmm. it does. Yeah, you it know? does. Well, but... and I was telling him that like I'm three and a half months out from my hysterectomy, and I'm just frustrated because I'm still so tired. And he's like, you know, you have rheumatoid arthritis, right? Like. It's going right. to like double your healing time because of that illness. So maybe let up on yourself a little bit. Oh. What? No. Oh, that. <laughs> yes. I get really, and we, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir here to our listeners, but you know how it is. You just kind of get in superwoman mode and you're like, major surgery, cancer, RA, whatever, right. you know. Yeah. I got, I got this. I got this. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I mean, got this. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't hurt to get a little help. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm amazed two days, two days after getting my shots and I'm like, so much better already. <laughs> I'm an idiot. What am I doing? Well, I get it, but I'm glad you did. Very yeah. glad you did. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I hope you all are well. Seeing lots of chatters. I noticed that, uh, I actually scheduled this uh, show to not start until like 8.20 or something. I'm not sure how that happened. So we fixed it right before the show started. So that may have caused some confusion. So sorry. Uh, definitely my fault. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. again, a little. It happens. Brain, uh, yeah. Somebody called it what? The pre-Christmas snowball. Yeah. Or the holiday snowball. Yeah. Right. Oh, so much. For sure. I like the holidays, but I'm also, I also love January. Love mm. January. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm having a ball, right? I'm having the time of my life, but uh, yeah, it's fun, but a... you can't maintain it for very long. Yeah, for sure. Well, we have our last fair. Uh, oh, yes, we do. The, a Yule market on Sunday. So that's going to be mm-hmm. really fun. I'm very excited for it. I'm only making one new product for it. Wow. I mean, pretty much just bringing everything I already have. I have a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm making these cool candles that are the uh, the burning element is uh, olive oil, and they're really really neat. They're just a jar that has uh, oh gosh, I put pine cones and some uh, cedar boughs and cinnamon sticks and cranberries and stuff like that in them, and they are absolutely beautiful and. They burn beautifully, and I'm just so excited. I started, I burned one. I made one a week ago, and I've been burning it on my kitchen table to see, you know, how they work. And wow, they're just floating so wicks. The stuff in there doesn't like light on fire. Like- no, because it's a floating wick, and so oh, it floats okay. on top of the oil. It's really genius. It was a blog, mm-hmm. not mine. <laughs> That's really smart. This, but yeah, that is really smart. How fun. Yeah, pretty cool. So, yes, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you guys all are here. So, you know, uh, it's an interesting time for case updates because uh, as the year is starting to dwindle, a lot of cases are on hold or have wrapped up. And so Mm -hmm. there's not as much happening. uh, And yet, you know, there's still plenty happening. But 
One thing we wanted to really mark is that this is the anniversary of Sandy Hook. Yes, it is. And so, Christy, I wanted you to uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I want to share this photo. I'm not exactly sure who compiled this, but it is very interesting. This is a picture of 89 students who, in total, have been killed since the day of Sandy Hook forward to now. Wow. In 2012. That is sobering mm-hmm. as hell. And I know it's kind of pixely and not great because I stole it off the internet, but somebody put that together and I think it's great. And if I knew who to um, credit, I would, but I really appreciate just the awareness of, mm-hmm. you know, look at how nothing has changed. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook took place on December 14th in 2012 in Newtown, Connecticut. Uh, 20 first graders and six adults were murdered in that uh, school shooting. And, of course, so many since then. Yeah. Let's see. Including, of course, in May of 2022, the Robb Elementary School shooting. It took the lives of 19 students and two teachers, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, Florida in 2018. That was the life, took the lives of 17 that included 14 students. Um, the number of school shootings just continues to rise. Um, the number of mass shootings in the United States have actually tripled since 2013, according to the Gun Violence Archive. Wow. Which I mean, how do we how do we even talk about this and look at this and recognize that everything is worse since uh-huh. Sandy Hook? Not better. It didn't change anything. No. Um, I mean, it did in the loss of this, the lives of these children and in their families' lives. And then, of course, we know about the lawsuits against Alex Jones and the Sandy Hook deniers, which is just the most ridiculous bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. But at no point have has our government done anything to change this, to stop it. No. And we just continue to see it happen. What What's been happening is things like school shooter drills and bulletproof backpacks. Yeah. Which is, in my mind, completely the opposite of what we need to do. Uh, Yeah. We're literally expecting little children to try to be able to defend themselves and their teachers Mm -hmm. to be able to defend themselves in these situations. Mm -hmm. We haven't done anything to remove access to these kinds of weapons. Um, We have actually, I say we, and by that I mean the United States as, as a whole, we have actually loosened gun laws quite yep. significantly since Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. including taking away the mental health restrictions uh, for gun ownership, which uh, President Trump did that. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, or like in our state, uh, took away the uh, the law that you the concealed weapons that you had to have a, a permit or a license for them, and now you don't. And lots of states have done that now, too. 
And and th- that was legal at 21. Now it's legal at 18. You know, yeah. We just keep putting more guns in more people's hands. Yep. And somehow people think that's the solution to the problem, except that when you look at Sandy Hook to now, mm-hmm. when that's exactly what's happened is more access to guns. Yeah. And we just keep having more and more and more mass shootings, more and more and more school yeah. shootings. And we're not doing anything yeah. to protect our children. I don't know. It's really sobering to realize that, you know, when this happened, it seemed like maybe this was the moment that our country was finally going to take this seriously and do something. And it didn't happen. Yeah. And it still hasn't happened 10 years later. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what it's going to take. Like, I, well, guns are much more well protected than elementary school students are. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we've now had two is- schools where we've hit over 20, you know, children. Yeah. Little children being gunned down in schools. If, if honestly, if Sandy Hook wasn't enough to change our laws, I can't imagine if anything ever will be. Right. Or Uvalde. Or Uvalde, yeah. Or Uvalde, where we had police officers who opted not to go in and who actually publicly said they were afraid for their own lives because they were outgunned by that assailant and they knew it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just, it's very sobering. And it's not like this is stuff we don't know, but when you compare today to 10 years ago, the hope yep. would be that things were better and they are actually worse. Do you know that this year, 2022, we are going to break the national record for the number of mass shootings and it will go over averaging two a day for My the entire God. Day. I mean, yeah. What's it's just, it's hard to know. It's hard to imagine. I was just reading today that the man who tackled and stopped the shooter at uh, Club Q in Colorado Springs mm-hmm. has been receiving death threats oh my God. from people who uh, are calling the shooter a hero and criticizing this man for stopping the hero shooter. Oh my God. Can you even? People in this country have and lost also, their fucking life. that man is a veteran. Yeah. That man's a veteran. It kills me how the Thin Blue Line folks, uh, you know, and the Support the Troops folks, that that really only applies if that person is uh, marching to the beat of their drum. If not, right. F them. That The fact that he and his wife and his child have all received death threats because of his heroism. Because it's he saved the lives of who knows how many people. Yeah. Up. But the people sending these death threats didn't want those lives saved. They wanted them snuffed out. I mean, what's it going to take, unthinkable. Yep. It is a mental health crisis, but it's more than that. Mm-hmm. And, it's you know. a I, crisis of hate. It is. It is. It's a crisis of hate. And it's a crisis yeah. of open access. Yeah. Open access. Because if you look at the crime stats for countries who have significant gun restrictions, you know what they don't have? Any of this. They don't have any of this. They don't have 
two yeah. mass shootings a day. They don't have no. elementary schools getting shot up and first graders getting murdered. They don't have these things. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is we've lost total rational thought around this and an ability to observe other countries who have dealt with these problems in a way that works. Mm-hmm. And you still can't get a, an unfortunately large number of Americans to look at that rationally and go, so guns, more guns is not the answer. Yep. And yet we actually know it is. It's very clear that it is. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Cranky, this did all start when they didn't renew the assault weapon ban in 2004. Yeah. Because all of this shit happened after mm-hmm. that. Even clear back to um, uh, Columbine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, someone is making money and that's what it's all about. Of course, you know, the gun lobby is huge. The money is yep. huge. And as yep. we know in America, people don't matter for shit over money. No. No. But it is really, it's disheartening and sickening to me to think that we're 10 years past Sandy Hook with no improvement at all, with everything yep. continuing to get worse as far as mass shootings and school shootings are concerned, we learned nothing from Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. And boy, isn't that unbelievably disrespectful to the lives of those little kids and their families. Yep. It meant nothing. Yeah, it didn't. And, you know, GB, I know, you know, the, the discussion always is, you know, defend your home, hunt. Great. Do all those things. You know what you don't need to do all of those things? A semi-automatic weapon. You don't need that. You can have a handgun in your house. You want a rifle to hunt with? Great. Go for it. But you know what no one is using semi-automatic weapons for? Home protection and hunting. You don't use those guns for those. Those guns are made to kill people. They're weapons of war. Well, aggressive guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of hunting guns are semi-automatic. Right. They are. But they're, they're just, but it's not the same. Like no one's going out with an AR and hunting right. a deer, you no, know? No, you're not going to eat that meat. You can't. No. You, know, you can't shoot a hundred bullets a minute or whatever the hell they all do. Yep. Um, no one needs that. Yep. Yep. Right. Right. Cranky. The weapon was invented for the Vietnam War to shoot someone through the helmet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah, Alex Jones is being held accountable, at least in money. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. most of it's symbolic. He won't ever be able to pay all of that, but, and yeah. he's working real hard on hiding it, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's just, it's sickening. It is. It is, but of course, and as always, our hearts go out to everyone who's been touched by school shootings, who's lost someone, mm-hmm. who's experienced the fear of that, whose children have had to sit through these drills and be terrified. I mean, it's 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 all of us in one way or another. Yeah, I'll never forget getting a text from my son uh, that there was an attack at his school and they were locked down. It turned out to be a drill, but the students mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. And so he's texting me. I fortunately knew a police officer and I texted her and said, what the hell is going on? And mm-hmm. she said, it's a drill. It's okay. It's a drill. Yeah. But that moment that everybody dreads. Yeah. You know? Yep. It was I terrifying. 
Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of school shooters, let's talk about the Crumblies. Oh, good God. Guys, the Crumblies don't like being in jail. They wanted uh, the judge to know that yet again. They really want to. They really want to go home. They want to go home. They don't like it here. Also, they've had to sell their home to pay for their legal fees, and also they don't like it here. This is the bad place. Yeah. And also, it's really unfair that the prosecution keeps saying that they are a flight risk because they weren't trying to flee. They were going to turn themselves in just as soon as they were done hiding in the basement of that art studio. Like, they were going to do that. That's what was said in court this week, essentially. Right. They, they legit were not trying to run to the Canadian border, except that that's exactly where they headed for and were hiding out across the river from the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. But no, guys, no, that's not what they were doing. Yep. Holy hell. They said... That they were never trying to flee and they can prove it. They can prove it basically based on a bunch of uh, hearsay and, uh, you know, just trying to explain away their behavior. Basically, they said that they uh, they had to flee their home in Oxford for their own safety and went to Detroit to stay with a friend. Here's the thing. Stay with a friend. If you're going to go stay with a friend, don't you stay at a friend's house? But they weren't staying at a friend's house. They were staying in the basement of an art studio locked in a little corner office, chilling. Where they did not have permission to be. Well, they did by the uh, the friend that let them in owned, had a, rented one portion of that building. Right, but by the actual but, owner of that building? No. 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 And that wasn't a place where people live. That was a business. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. They're so full of shit. And also the reason they took all that money out of the bank is because they couldn't show their face at a bank for a while because they didn't think it would be safe for them. So they just took a big chunk chunk of change just to make sure they'd have enough to to be able to uh, obtain attorneys and uh, turn themselves in. Yeah, and they were going to turn themselves them, in. Themselves, not yeah. Sink. It's so absolutely ridiculous. But see, here's the thing. They have filed some stuff. Um, about the constitutionality of charging them for their son's crime that is now going to their state Supreme Court. And because of that, their trial is on hold indefinitely. They kind of effed themselves over, in a sense, because they did that. They filed those things, and now they can't go to trial until that is done. So Mm. now they're like, well, hell, we don't want to be here anymore. So can't we go home yet? Do you think that the victims that their son murdered at his school with the gun that they provided for him i think maybe they'd want to go home now too yeah can't undo dead can you not really no people are the worst of the worst they also say that they have support and they have people that they could be living with and people that are are supporting them but those people don't dare say so publicly for their own safety what a luxury what a luxury Mm -hmm. Some people wanted to go to school, but, you know, weren't safe to do so. Like, it's so hypocritical and stupid. I mean, some people wanted their children to grow up and graduate high school and go to college and get married and do whatever, live their dreams. And that didn't get to happen Mm -hmm. because of what they, you know. Yeah. It just kills me how they're like, okay, judge, this is not funny anymore. We're, We're ready to go home now. You know, like. 
dude, that's never going to happen. When you can are keep you asking, ever going to take this seriously? The judge is never going to reduce that bail. She's not. Mm. I mean, but what also, is this? Fourth it, time? Fifth yeah, time? Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. But come on, guys. If you have all these people that are supporting you, why don't they just make your bail then? Yeah. I mean, you do have a, bon a bail amount. And they did sell their house, apparently, in order to pay for, uh, you know, this last year in jail. So, and their attorneys and whatnot. So, anyway, that one kills me. To read that article about them, uh, you know, yet again asking to go home and basically being like, we don't like it here. We don't like it. And we would like to go now. Thank you so much. They just don't understand. And maybe they do. And that's what the fear is. But this is landmark. This is precedent setting. This is finally holding adults accountable for mm -hmm. providing children with guns who mm -hmm. then go and kill other children. Like, And they're a great example. I mean, this was as egregious as it could be. Oh, my God. Their kid was literally begging them for help. Mm -hmm. And instead of helping them, they bought him an early Christmas present, the gun he used to shoot up at school. And taught him how to shoot it. Yeah. And left it in an unlocked nightstand with ammunition. I mean... And refused to take him home from school that day when he was clearly having a mental health crisis at school. Would not take him home. Would not take responsibility for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is never, ever going to be a better candidate than them for right. being held accountable for this. Yep. Yep. Honestly, they can be in a hurry to uh, get home while they want, but they're never going home. Not for a really long time because... I have absolutely no question in my mind that they will be convicted. Oh yeah, I mean the 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 judge is not having any of this. Mm -mm. No, they've tried. They've pulled all kinds of crap already, trying to get mm -mm. their bail reduced, trying to get out, and the judge yep. is like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." Yep. Yep. Can they be charged where their child is charged as an adult? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can, and I mean they're being charged with involuntary manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Um. It's not the same as being charged with murder, uh, but they did provide a very mentally unstable person with the means to do this, knowing yeah. that this was something that was brewing in his head. They knew that day, uh -huh. the drawings that the teacher showed them. I mean, yeah, knowing damn well he had the means. Yeah. So that's uh that's what's up with the crumblies. Mm. Per normal, directly to the top of the FOS list. Yeah, for sure. Uh let's talk a little bit about Moscow. Yeah. So there's still not a lot coming out of Moscow, obviously. Uh, the you know. leaks of who knows what's true and what's not. Yeah, leaks and conjecture and panic still for good reason. Mm -hmm. um, but we do know now why last week we showed you a picture of a white Hyundai Elantra and said that yes. the police were looking for whoever was in that car, that maybe they'd seen something. Now we know why it is because of a local uh, gas station attendant who she's the assistant manager of a gas station near that house. And she didn't work that night, but she had, been feeling like maybe she ought to just watch through the tapes of that night from their surveillance and see if she saw anything and she did she saw this white Hyundai Elantra at 345 
come down the road and go speeding around the corner and it just you know was the right timing and it just kind of jumped out at her mm -hmm. so she called the police and she says that they have come and taken about 12 hours of footage from them to review and that's where the request for the people driving that car or anybody that knows anything about that car uh, came from last week. I mean, that sounds like the first solid lead they've had. Yeah. You know, outside of like the forensic work done in the house. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, GB had that gut feeling and followed it. Way to go. Yeah. See something, say something. Yep. Yep. No, it was Monday night that she saw the uh, the tape, but she, this was this was on the tape from around the three to three forty five hour. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, That's so there is that. Uh, also, um, the parents have absolutely freaking had it. Oh my God! They're, they're, I mean, who is liaisoning with liaising with the parents? Because whoever it is, they're not doing a good job. No, no, they are not, and the parents are really over it and are saying some interesting things about uh, that they feel like the authorities need to tell people that who what the gender of the killer must have been because uh, it's uh, the, the gone clouds girl. Her dad is saying that, uh, first of all, it had to have been a man who created these injuries because there's no way a woman would have had the strength to do what this killer did. Um, he has called the police cowards over and over again, uh, which I understand his ire, but at the same time, I don't know, the, uh, the clash between the parents and the police up there is not helping, you know, no, it's it not isn't. helping. Yeah. Well, it also, one of the things that I read indicated that the injuries are not particularly consistent between victims. Yes. That the way that some of them were stabbed versus the way that others were stabbed really does seem to indicate that it was not the same person that did all of the stabbing. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting. The, the two girls that were in the same bed yeah. have very inconsistent wounds, which is something that there's been a lot of conjecture. Could this really have been one person? I can't imagine that it could have been, honestly. Because yeah. this had to be done quickly. Mm -hmm. And to restrain and murder four people in different rooms mm -hmm. of this house, on different floors of this house. Yeah. Like, it just, that does not track at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, that that's what we know. It's not a lot. But uh, those, those are the things that are coming out right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Let's, let me check our list. <laughs> we got to make our list and check it twice, just like everyone else. Oh, Leilani mm. Simon. Oh, yes. US. Leilani F. Simon. Mm -hmm. uh, so we know now she's facing a 19-count indictment in the murder of her son. And it's a grand jury indictment. A grand jury indictment, yeah. So uh, the charges include one count of malice murder, two counts of felony murder and one count of concealment of the death of another, as well as a bunch of the false statements that she made to law enforcement after uh, she reported him missing. They are also saying that they believe that he, his body was in 
the dumpster when she called the police. Yeah. And reported him missing. So we now know what all of the charges against her are going to look like. 19 counts. They've got to have so much evidence. To, to get all of this together, they've got to have so much evidence. Well, and to be a grand jury indictment. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So the other interesting thing about uh, this case is that her mother has been arrested. Mm-hmm. But we still don't know why. Uh, we don't know. There, there's conjecture either way. Her name is Billy Joe Howell. She, of course, uh, actually had custody of this little guy when this happened and has been standing right by her daughter's side. And frankly, it's just as gross as they come. And the two of them are just horrendous. Horrible. And so they're, we don't know. They're keeping her, the, her cause of arrest under wraps right now. It is from the juvenile court, which I'm not sure I understand at all. Well, in reading but... it, I think that it has something to do with child protection and him being in her custody. Okay. That would because make sense to me. Because it was her responsibility to protect that child because she mm-hmm. was given custody and that happened through child protection. So yeah. I think that's why it's in the juvenile court is because it was it's his case. It's the baby's uh-huh. case. And it's, it's child, be. It's child it's protection be. related. Yeah. That they're looking at this like, where the hell were you? We gave you custody to protect yeah. him. And Supposedly out of town. Supposedly yeah. she was out of town. And had left him with his mother, who was mm-hmm. not supposed to have custody of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to find out, is that this is a part of the, of, uh-huh. of like the family court side of it. Mm-hmm. And that they're holding her in contempt or in violation or something. Uh-huh. around that well that would make sense that would make all the sense yeah um so we'll keep an eye on that one and let you know when we know what that was about because that i thought was quite interesting mm-hmm. well it looks to me like they're going to go after both of them hard and that's exactly what needs to happen yeah absolutely do it they have it coming oh Jared Lisick. Oh, boy. Blah. Blah, blah. So we're back to court with Jared. Uh, his his legal team has filed to dismiss, of course, you know. Because they don't, they don't want this to be going on. But here's the thing. Jared is already doing whatever the hell he wants. His sister tweeted something that I thought was really interesting. I'm going to share it with you guys here. Mm-hmm. Because it seems that our dear Jared is still just doing whatever the hell he wants to and is getting away with it. So special treatment, the arrogance, the Jared has always done whatever he wanted layer of this is really frustrating. But mm-hmm. here's what she said. This was the day he was supposed to go to or the day that he did go to court. Jared was ordered to be fingerprinted and booked before court today. Jared was not fingerprinted and booked before court today. Jared was ordered to get fingerprinted and booked before the end of December. However, a new court date for a sealed motion is scheduled for December 23rd. This case is already set up for failure as it is proceeding illegally without Jared being fingerprinted and booked. 
Am I the only one seeing that this case is being set up to be overturned on technicalities? Last court hearing was bad enough, and now this, really? It seems as though the courts are playing by their own rules. Jared is once again allowed to play by his rules. Makes me sick. Yeah. Well, and, and why is that uh, motion sealed for December 20th? Yeah. We're going to start doing a bunch of shit behind closed doors like Idaho is doing right now? Apparently. Why? Yeah. Typical white male bullshit. Yeah. You yep. all know it. We've seen it a million times. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So there's not a whole lot more we know about that. Um, mm -hmm. I can't imagine that, you know. I mean, of course, they filed to dismiss. Everyone does that. Though I'm not even sure why they do at this point because they're never successful. But, yeah. yeah. But, yes, they did file for dismissal. I don't I don't think they'll get that. They've I mean, everybody tries that. Yeah. But why, if he's been ordered to be fingerprinted and booked, why hasn't he been? And who is allowing that? Yeah. Why isn't that being, you know, remedied by the judge? You know, why is the judge not saying, uh, what's going on here? Right. Right. Why indeed. Right. I mean, honestly, if he's not doing the things he's supposed to do, why isn't he being held in contempt? Or, you know, or why is this allowed to proceed at all without him doing the things he's supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. But that, uh. I think is pretty concerning. It is. And, you know, it's interesting yep. to see that statement from his sister. Yeah. We have the cousin who is a victim. Now we've got the sister. You know, obviously there are family members in this situation who are well aware mm -hmm. of him and his bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of bullshit, should we talk about Dave Belvalo? Well, why not? <laughs> Okay. Well, as you know, they went to court last week. It was the first time that Lori and uh, Chad were in the same courtroom together. For you know, They haven't seen each other in person now for more than two years. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing because uh, people that were in the courtroom are saying that they were looking at each other quite a bit. East Idaho News says they didn't look at each other at all. So I don't know what's true. I know. I've Yeah, I've seen both. And I'm like, well, it can't be both. Right. Did it just depend on what angle, where you were sitting? You could see them glancing, you know, or something? I don't know. I wondered if it was uh, the difference between being a male or a female. Ooh, you got a point there. If women were noticing the subtleties and the, the stolen glances, mm -hmm. and men were like, oh, I don't know, I didn't see that. I didn't see them looking at each other, so. I, I think you're onto something right there. I don't know, but... Uh, also, you know, the reporters in the courtroom were probably very busy doing their job as well. So I don't know. I can't say for sure that they were or weren't looking at each other. We don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> what we do know, however, is that they were in court and that they do now have a case, a, a date. Mm -hmm. No big surprise that uh, Mr. Pryor wanted October of 2023 or into 2024 he says that he just that morning received more evidence on a thumb drive from the uh, prosecution and how could he possibly be ready any sooner than a year to a year and a half from now 
I mean, dude, you were supposed to be ready in January. So you just got three extra months. What is your problem? What the that hell takes just this long? Continually bitch, no matter what. And Lori's attorney said, uh, no. She did not waive her right to a, a speedy trial. Right. And we want to go. They wanted to go in February. So yeah. they are actually going to trial on April 3rd. So starting April 3rd in uh, Boise, Idaho, that's where it's all going down. Fingers crossed, right? But fingers crossed. That yes. it really will. Well, honestly, I do you have to wonder if Lori's attorneys are like, She's sane and competent right now. Let's get this show on the road. Right. I'm sure they are. Where and I wonder if the judge is kind of thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's get this done while she's still mm -hmm. functional. Mm hmm. Yep. So that's where it's at. We did learn something pretty interesting. Uh, you know how Lori's camp is saying, uh, we, there are specific interviews that we're asking for that we haven't received. Yeah. And we were wondering, how do they know that there's specific interviews that they haven't received? Yeah. Well, it's because they talked to a private investigator out of Arizona mm. whose name is Brandon Hobbs. He testified. Brandon Hobbs said that he met with Zulima and Zulima told him that she has met with the prosecution and Lori's camp says that they have not received anything about them meeting with Sulima. So they want to know when, where, what was said. They want to see that interview. They want to well, be privy know, to that. We know they did because that was part of that whole controversy mm -hmm. with Rob Wood speaking to Summer Cox, Lori's sister, and that whole conversation about, hey, Mark Beans is kind of a shitty attorney. You might want to tell your sister to get a better one. Yeah. He was there to meet with Summer and Zulema. Right. So, I mean, that's been known for a right. long time. But Mr. Thomas, in his uh, examination or, you know, in his uh, testimony, not testimony, but in his uh, conversation with the court, is saying that they don't have that. They didn't record it, or that they don't have anything about that uh, interview, and mm. they want it. So mm. that's that's part of the you know about what they are uh, asking for and saying that they haven't received. Which you know we've been wondering why do they keep asking for this stuff? The mm. prosecution just keeps saying we've given it all to you on all those terabytes of information. It's there. Go find it yourself. And they're saying no, it isn't there. We cannot, we don't have it. Well, mm -hmm. this is what they're saying they don't have. Like, there may That's be more, but this was the example that was used in court. Mm -hmm. That is really interesting because, yeah, that that was confirmed yeah. to have happened a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so because of that, uh, Judge Boyce did grant the motion to compel, saying that further compliance is obviously necessary from the state, and he wants them to do that right away. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the state responds to that. We don't know if they will respond to that or if they'll just, you know, dig through their files and find what these guys are asking for. We don't know. Uh, they also had discussed the uh, 
that motion for a bill of particulars. Oh, yeah. Which is basically uh, arguing that the court must issue a written document which explains the allegations against Daybell and Vallow in more detail. I honestly, what? it's so stupid. This so has the judge already did not, been addressed. Yeah, the judge did not rule on that. He said he'd take it under advisement and release a written ruling in the coming weeks. They're not going to get it. I mean, they've already argued one camp has already argued argued this and did not get it. Now the other camp is arguing it. They're not going to get it either. Right. That's ridiculous. They know damn well what the charges against them are. Right. I, I mean, murder, conspiracy to commit murder, fraud. Mm -hmm. There you go. Boom. There's the charges. What's the, what's right. the confusion? So they also talked about the, the motion to prevent the death qualification of the jury. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, they didn't talk about, they should have talked about. Uh, the motion to prevent, yeah, the death qualification of the jury and the motion to declare the death penalty unconstitutional. Both of those arguments or motions have been rescheduled. So they'll have to talk about those down the road because it's always rescheduled, you know. It's like every time they meet, it's like, well, here's all the things we need to talk about. So let's talk about talking about those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's talk about talking about them. Oh yeah. So and now, of course, they have trial in five months hopefully so it's not that much time that's where it is i agree gb she said it's safe to guess that zulima has some kind of immunity or some kind of a deal that they negotiated with her attorney i think she must sure think well so. well we know that she had a, a limited... an agreement in arizona but yeah, yeah. She's, well, we she's think she has to. one here mm -hmm. as well we really question if uh the melodies do as well yeah because they all testified at the grand jury and we don't mm -hmm. know what they testified to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know that Annie Cushing has, uh, Tylee's aunt has mm -hmm. put forward some stuff from that huge cell phone ping GPS report thing that indicates that all of those people may have been here in the area when the kids were killed. And yet they have not been charged. Well, that's a yeah. pretty good clue that they may actually have immunity deals or some kind of deal mm -hmm. in place. Yeah. Do we think Chad is going to go to trial? What a dumb move. <laughs> I don't know. For the longest time, we didn't. For the longest time, we really thought that he would finally roll on Lori and mm. take a deal and plead and get this over with. But the longer this goes, the less I'm sure he's going to do that. I mean, it's still possible. They have oh, yeah. um pretrial conference coming up before the trial. Mm -hmm. And that's generally when that kind of thing comes out mm -hmm. during the pretrial conferences when they're going to determine, are we going to trial or has there been a deal, you know, struck? Yeah. And that's, that's got to be coming up then in March. Right. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where things are. It's wild. You know, it's wild. I, I mean, I'm glad that they rescheduled for April. I'm glad that it wasn't further out. Can you imagine that Mr. Pryor wants 2024? I just cannot. No. I can't even begin to wonder what the hell is going on with him. Considering that he is the attorney that has been on this case the longest at this point. If he's not ready, that's his own damn fault, man. Mm -hmm. that, that's my thought. I mean, come on. 
you're definitely not telling the court that you are competent no, in these arguments. Especially considering that Lori's camp was like, well, hey, we'll go to court in February. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the prosecution wasn't arguing that either. I don't think it, I, they seem to be pretty cool with, well, judge, when you're ready, let's go. Mm-hmm. And Lori's camp's been on that the shortest amount of time. And they're like, yeah, let's get mm-hmm. to trial. Let's go now. Well, I mean, up until they suspended everything to determine Lori's competency, it was going to be in January. They should have already been pretty damn close to prepared back in October. So, right. Yep. So, the belligerent uh, turd circus marches on. (laughs) Can you imagine if Means was still on the case? He might have wanted 2025. Yeah. Yeah, Can you imagine totally if Bean was, was still on the case for like a, a litany of reasons? Oh my god! <laughs> no, I I really cannot. Like at some point, he and Lori's attorneys would come to blows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, them trying to continue to cooperate on this. Oh my lord! And why is Prior stalling? Because that's all he's got. What has he mm-hmm. got for defense here? She Alex did, it. did it. Alex yeah. did it. That's what he's got. I mean, mm-hmm. Chad well, has if, no defense. So when Chad's kids went on to, was it on Court TV? Dateline, 48 Dateline, they, Yeah, so one of the news stations, they did that little interview thing with them. Uh, the thing they said, and we wondered if this was a little taste of what uh, the defense was going to be. They said, that their dad was set up, that he was just too trusting and just fell in with these really terrible people and he didn't do he, any of the things he's accused of doing. Did this to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chad's defense is that he's, yeah, his daughter said that, that mm-hmm. he was a grave digger and wouldn't have buried a body like that. Yeah. That is the most terrible, not defense defense I've ever heard. Right. Like, my dad really knows how to bury a body, so he would have done a better job. Like, Mm -hmm. totally. Like, what? Like, totally. (laughs) Well, she's so flippant and, like, Mm -hmm. that's just, that's not helping, lady. (laughs) And there's dead bodies all around you. Like, it's. Yeah, it's time to face up. Yeah. Yep. So, Yeah. So we don't really know, but that's what I think. That's why Pryor keeps, uh, yeah, delaying is that he just really still doesn't have a case. He's still waiting to find the next interview, the next something that's the smoking gun that he can hang his hat on, but it's not there. No, because there isn't one. Yep. Not good. Yeah. So do we have anything else? Oh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some crime stuff. Yes. So and I'm going to do, we're going to do an episode on this next week with more information, but I wanted to talk a little bit about national crime statistics here in the U.S. Just, I feel like it's really important that we look at what is reported by law enforcement agencies, because what we see most of the time, it's what's reported by the news and media has huge bias. And we always have to be careful about the crime stats because there's bias in there too, but there's, you see like a, an overemphasis, particularly on black men who commit crime, even mm-hmm. though percentage wise, much lower than how many white men commit crime, because 
of the difference in population. So I wanted to share, I just wanted to share a little bit about some of the crime stats from 2020. I'm probably mostly going to share 2020 because there's a big problem with crime stats for 2021. The federal government changed the whole structure of reporting for 2021, and they don't have anywhere near all of the 2021 stats. Like big cities have not turned their information in because they're still trying to adjust to the new system and they have such a massive amount of information. But I think it's really important to note something um, that was going on, that's gone on in um, 2020. And that is that in 2020, there's been a pretty significant increase in murder. Uh, like significant as in about a uh, 33% increase in murders in 2020. It's the largest increase since 1905 and most likely ever. Wow. So the data is provisional and you have to understand that it takes, they turn in provisional data at the, at the end of the year. And then it it really takes years for the, all the data to filter through. Uh You also struggle with some, um, uh, agencies don't report, some don't report yeah. accurately. You know, there's a lot of challenge here, but, but there is a lot of work done to try to understand what is happening with our crime stats. But the U.S. murder rate rose by nearly a third in 2020. Wow. And it's believed to have a lot to do with the pandemic. Oh, for sure. And, you know, lack of resources and, you know, just the extreme amount of stress, mm-hmm. you know, added stress that we were under at that time. Mm-hmm. Now, has that carried on? We're not totally sure because there's problems with the 2021 stats. But I wanted to tell you some states that had the biggest increases. Montana had an 84% increase. Good Lord. Now, some of that could be reporting. Some of it could be that, that mm-hmm. in prior years, their reporting wasn't as good. You have to remember there's always margin of error in statistics. These sure. are these are averages. Mm-hmm. Um, South Dakota, an increase of 81%. Wow. You know what's big in Montana and South Dakota? MMIW cases. Yep. Delaware had a 62% increase. Kentucky, a 61% increase. Wow. New York had a 47% increase. Pennsylvania, 39%. Illinois, 38%. Ohio, 38%. And California, 36%. Wow. So we've seen a big increase. Here's the other thing that we've seen a a big increase in, and that is firearms were involved in 77% of murders for which the data was available in 2020. That Uh is up from 73% in 2019. And so we continue, continue to see more guns, more gun violence, more guns, more gun violence, more guns, more gun violence. It's, it's adding up over the years. Uh-huh. Um, also, our murder clearance rate is abysmal. Oh, yeah. It was 61% in 2019, and it was 54% in 2020. Good Lord. Our murder solve rate in the United States is the lowest it has ever been. My God. So some interesting things to think about. 
I'm going to go into this stuff quite a bit more in depth in an episode next week. But I feel like it's a good thing to talk about sort of at the end of the year as we wrap everything we've covered. Yeah. Uh, to talk a little bit about is crime getting better or worse? What's yeah. changing? We need to know. Mm-hmm. Overall, violent crime is down. Crime in general is down and has been for a long time. Yeah. But we're seeing um, some increase that is scary. Yeah. Yep. No, nothing. Mm. Nothing has helped up to this point at all. It's just continuing to get worse. And it, from everything we've seen in all of the work we've done here in the last few years, is that uh, it seems to us that our police officers are being less and less well-trained. And, you know, that, uh, that yeah, things are not getting better. That is for yeah. sure. I mean, we just had in Clark County, Idaho, our sheriff and a deputy and a dispatcher all quit on the same day. Yep. And the sheriff said that he could not possibly run a, an efficient and effective police force with the budget that he was being given. Mm-hmm. Now we have these this huge disparity because you have these little counties like that that don't get nearly enough money, and then you have the huge mm-hmm. police forces in L.A. and New York and places like that that are getting a shit ton way too much money, yeah. and there's no balance between any of this. No, no. Well, and those little counties like Clark County is a is a tiny county per capita, you know, yeah. population wise, but mileage or acreage wise is vast. Yeah, it's a ton to cover. Yeah, we have a lot of problems that way. So mm-hmm. I just don't know. And yeah, do do the police departments and academies screen well enough? I think not. No. Uh, yeah, police officers' suicides have increased 50%. Yes, yeah. they have. I mean, things are not better for the police. They're I definitely not better for um, any community of color. No. Everything is worse. And mm-hmm. one of the things that doesn't come out very often, but did in Uvalde is that the police are afraid yep. because they know they are outgunned. Yep. They don't, most police forces don't even carry the kinds of guns that these uh, mass shooters carry. Right. How are they supposed to take somebody down when they can't even match them with their yeah. weapon? Yeah. So we're going to talk a lot more about that last next week. It, it's super complicated, and so I just want to break it down into some bites that we can, you know, that are relevant to violent crime, basically, because yeah. that's what we cover, so that I can, you know, help you all understand it a little bit more. But I wanted to bring you that because I think that it is really disturbing. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really, really concerning. Uh, next week will be our, our last week of the year. Yes. So we are going to be taking off between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Taking a little break to uh, R&R ourselves and hang out with our families and stuff. So we are taking that break. So next week will be it for us for this year. It'll be uh, the end of season three. End of season three. Uh, next Wednesday night will be, of course, the last uh, case updates live stream for the year. And then, of course, right after that will be the cold read party. And that will be also the last one for the year. Mm-hmm. So if you... Uh, if you subscribe to the Cold Read Party, be sure you plan on attending that one. Mm-hmm. Our last episode of the year next Wednesday, we have something really funny and fun planned. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and interesting, we think. <laughs> you, you're going to want to watch out for that. Yes. Oh, oh GB said, oh, yeah, that our podcast was number two on her most played list for Spotify. Something Thank positive. You. We'll take it. We love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you know. That's what's going on. So. With that being said, we're going to go. So thanks, you guys, so much for being here. Uh, if you were listening live or to an archive or a replay, we uh, welcome it all and you all. So be good to yourselves, please. As mm-hmm. always, go get a cookie, have a glass of wine, take care of yourself. Yeah. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.